We all know that cars mean traffic, errands, and budgets. But they should also represent freedom and fun. Join us as we work to find everyone a car they'll love. I'm Paul. I'm Todd. And this is the Everyday Driver Car Debate. I think we might be a little sunstroked. You think we, so? We, I think so. <laughs> I, I think I think we're a little we're a little we're a little loopy tonight. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> it sounds different because we're sitting in yet another hotel room. Yes. Welcome back to another episode of We're Traveling because we're, we're Paul shooting. And Todd. Yeah. We're yeah, we're currently sure. shooting. We are actually shooting a pretty cool episode that Very. many of you have been wanting us to shoot for quite a while, featuring kind of the centerpiece, the Hyundai Veloster N. Mm-hmm. And we've got the Volkswagen yep. GTI Rabbit Edition and also the Honda Civic Si. So those no, no comment on any yeah. of those cars at this point, but that is shooting for season five right now, so therefore we're traveling and yeah. needing to, uh, yeah, it's the get old this guard, done, so. the old guard iconic hatchbacks versus mm-hmm. the new upstart in the, uh, the Hyundai Veloster. And can mm-hmm. I tell the Veloster N story or not? Which story is that? I should, I should tell it. When we got the car dropped off to us, somebody oh, said yes. in passing that the N stood, stood for Nuremberg. Now, for those of you that don't follow what I'm saying, I did not just say the Nürburgring. I also did not just say Nuremberg. I said Nuremberg. Nuremberg has its own this issues. Is a, this is a common problem for Americans going to Germany that are car people, is they mm-hmm. wind up, I'm not kidding you, they wind up in Nuremberg, where the Nuremberg Nazi war crimes trials happened, Exactly. Folks. It's not exactly. Nuremberg where the track is. They are actually quite far apart. They're, They're a long way uh, apart. At least five-hour drive. Yeah, like six to eight hours, I think. And, and, and we've actually least, heard from yeah. our friends at RSR. Again, we're taking the pilgrimage ship. We've heard from them before. They kind of laugh about it. People will call them and be like, I'm right in downtown uh, Nuremberg. Nobody has heard of you guys. Where are you? And they're like, well, you're in the wrong town, three-quarters away across our country. Yeah. We're sorry. Yeah, that's a problem. Stupid American. Anyway, uh, <laughs> so, but, but somebody mentioned to us, <laughs> oh, good, you've got the, the Hyundai Veloster in. It's, it's the, the Nuremberg edition. And I thought... No, it's not. No, not no, it's so not. much. Well, you know, let it, let it slide. You know what? It's in the category of overhearing conversations at auto shows. You're right. When You're we right. go to auto shows, it's almost a delight to to lean in <laughs> and listen to the disinformation or yeah. the misinformation that's going on. Well, that you, you want to see this right here? This Lexus we're looking at is actually a Ferrari. And let me tell you all about this... <laughs> It's, it's, I'm to the point where I just, I want to let that ride. I'm not going to correct them. I well, just want to yeah. hear what's going to come out next. You've heard me talk about the guy that I, that I stood behind in line. At, I think it was at Five Guys, literally. I was someplace as simple as Five Guys. I'm standing in line. My Lotus is parked outside. And there is a, like, college-age kid in front of me with his parents. Okay. And he right. starts explaining to them what a Lotus is. And every fact was wrong. <laughs> Everything but the fact it was a Lotus was wrong. My car was so expensive and near one of a kind and all this kind of stuff based on his story. And I just kind of sat there and just thought, hey, my car got cooler. I'm just going to stand here quietly. <laughs> certainly at least a V8 and above, if not a V10 yeah. anyway, stuffed into the back got, of that. It's got a V10 in it. It's going to be great. Well, yeah. speaking of pilgrimage, everybody is cordially invited. Honestly, mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I keep joking about it, but something to consider. And we are Good going time. in 2019. Yeah, we would love to have you along. Please consider this. We've still got uh, definitely room for signups, but room to think about it still. It's That's the other thing. Hopefully is, you've been thinking about it. You're yeah. catching up on the podcast since we have announced the trip. Mm-hmm. And now you're sort of mulling things over and trying to figure out where does the money come from and what account do I tap into? And hi, mom, yeah. remember me. <laughs> <laughs> I realize I'm 50, but the, mom... The, the Christmas gift that... Um, <laughs> You know, you wanted to give me... Um, That's good. It's, That's really good. It's the big trip with the guys. You're invited. We want you to go because of the experience, honestly. Completely. And the other thing, and I, and I just say this honestly, the earlier you get in, the better chance you have of getting the car you want on these tracks. Because Very true. Good out. point. This is a little bit different this year where we don't always have everybody in the exact same car. RSR has changed their fleet a little bit. We do have very accessible cars. If you're a beginner and you want a really good car for the ring, trust us, we still have good ones. But not everybody will be in the same car this year, and so what car you're in is going to depend on how soon you sign up, so keep that in mind as well. We would love to have you with us. It's going to be so cool. Yeah, no kidding. Well, guys, uh, we've got Season 4 currently playing on Amazon Prime and Vimeo, so if you haven't seen any of that and you haven't had Motor Trend Television, we encourage you to go there and see the entire TV season there. But what I wanted to get to is our sponsors that made it happen for us. Yeah. And it was Covercraft and Griot's Garage. Thanks to both these companies, they do kind of feel like family. You know, as, yeah. as we've gotten to know them, yeah, and get to know the companies. Yeah, they treat us that way for sure, which is very cool. If you have not heard our recent interview with Jeff, he is the director of marketing, and he was on with us mm-hmm. mainly to kind of just talk about where Covercraft is going yeah. and what he mentioned after the call 
was the spring sale that they've got going on. It's yes. actually 10% on off. It's going through June 16th, 2019. Yeah. And the 10% code every day mm-hmm. also works together. So it actually, it, you can kind of double can, dip essentially. Yes, and can. Jeff gave us approval for this. He said totally. it does work. Yep. So I'm just putting that out there. If you've been putting off something from Covercraft, here's your time. Yeah, the 10% discount opportunity. on their car covers. And I, and the first thing I asked Jeff when he told us about it is I said, could people use their code on top of that? And he confirmed, yes. So you can get 10% off I and then add another 10% pretty cool. because you are a listener of this show with mm-hmm. that code every day. That is pretty awesome, I have to admit. I don't need a cover right now, but now I'm kind of going... Am I sure? Am Seriously, I sure I now's the time. They're doing yeah. the spring sale thing, and and you know usually we compartmentalize more advertising. We give them a shout out, but it was really cool of him to say, you know what, this does work, and yeah. to our whole audience, now's the time to go get that. So, really appreciate both those companies. They've been amazing to us, and uh, yeah, every day is the code for ten percent off your order. We only have uh, one car debate we're going to do this evening. We're going to talk about the New York Auto Show. We're going to answer, oh, my Lord, the questions. We, we, just, kept, we just kept watching the questions tally. Because, again, we've been shooting all day. Yeah. And, and, and no, we, I do Paul, feel a little punchy. It's, it's the heat. posts for questions. We're, we're in Palm Desert. It's a bit hot. But, but Paul <laughs> posts for questions. And then we went off and shot. And we had pretty much no cell phone reception most of the day. Right. We got done with the day. We just kind of went, how many are there? Scroll. Which, which is great. Which is scroll. Great. So it's great. We're going to do one car debate after the New York Auto Show discussion. Then we're going to do a bunch of questions after the break. So thanks for being with us. All right. Well, there was a question from Nate. He asked me right off the bat, what do I think of the new Lexus van? (laughs) And if you have not seen this, this is, um, (laughs) he wanted my thoughts on this. So I want to touch on this. It's the LM luxury minivan that was showcased in Shanghai, which is the show also going on simultaneously as New York Auto Show. (laughs) But if you haven't seen this, go look this up. It's the LM. And this is one of the more... um, Stayed names. It's yes. it's a Lexified Alphard or Velfire, yes. which if you have ever been to Tokyo and been to the Akihabara district, I probably pronounced that wrong, but this is this is where all the Gundams and the anime and all the yep. crazy yep. electronics yep. and gaming, you must go there. If you have been there, you know what I'm talking about. You you see all the anime and you're bulldozed by the <laughs> amount of just crazy stuff. Yeah. There's yeah, yeah. of course tons of images on the internet you can find and kind of get an idea of what this this whole area, it's an entire district for gaming and all yeah. this stuff. So then you, you go there, and then you look on the street, and you see this van, and you think, huh, how boring. What a boring box they've done. To, if, if you haven't seen all the anime stuff from Japan, then it looks absolutely nuts. But what Fair. I do like, <laughs> I like about this, is that they have made a box, mm-hmm. not a box. They've made it... Mm kind of crazy and interesting and you look twice and you have a very uh, very um, staunch opinion you have, about and you have, one way or the other. It creates a visceral response from a van. Absolutely. Yeah, and ultimately what's inside there is a box for a driver and then two huge back seat you know it's, it's like first class flying back there. It is. It's Except an it S class. Like oh man. Anyway. Now I, I had the opportunity I took an Uber while I was there this was October 2016 and took a I think it was an Alford and the back it's great it's it's really impressive <laughs> and be. so for them to lexify it and call it a lexus and just put the you know a couple of letters lm that's it it doesn't say what the van is but yeah. this is a it's a business jet in the back and yeah. because of the chinese market where many people are chauffeured around for sure it fits perfectly and so for that for that market, it's well done. For the rest of us, and for car enthusiasts, you're, you're, you're going to ask, what is that thing? <laughs> yeah, but for sure. For, for what they've done in the market and the business mm-hmm, they're going mm-hmm. after, they've actually hit it really well. And plus, if you notice, the Lexus brand is now proliferating outside of the U.S. True. and outside of True. North America. Originally, it was created just for the yeah. U.S., and it was this luxury brand. It's proliferated everywhere now, and they're, they're bringing it the European continent. Mm-hmm, They've mm-hmm. got it more in China now. I think it's a great idea. It's it's done well for them. So for that reason, I like it. It's crazy. I know. I know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, take a look, and then you're going to want to scrape your eyeballs clean and go, you know, look at something nice like an Alfa Romeo <laughs> or a Ferrari or something beautiful Please. like a Jaguar. Go Can look I see at a picture E-type. of a kitten? I, exactly. I've got I've got to feel better go about my life. E-types. It's yeah. car sorbet. There you go. There you go. And, and you'll be good. good. That's very good. Yeah, so that happened. Uh, that That's not at the New York Auto Show because they at least are smart enough to know they shouldn't bring it here. At the New York Auto Show, <laughs> they're they're doing numerous things. We already talked a little bit about the Ford Mustang EcoBoost high-performance 
It's your Ford Mustang with the uh, Focus RS motor. We talked about that a little bit. Uh, 911 decided to make another version. There was another 911. <laughs> that happened. Uh, we can't gloss over. Hang yeah, on. We yeah. can't <laughs> gloss over this. I think we, we can. Glossing. There's uh, glossing okay. happening. All right, no, the Go Speedster. On. Go on. Well, it's expensive. It's yeah. something the rest of us can't have. And yes, they've proliferated the 911 brand again. What's interesting is it is not the 992 styling. Did you notice this? The Speedster mm, and the Heritage Pack interesting. both are 991s, which I find interesting, which means the production line is still going. <laughs> means they're trying to fix their problems. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said that out loud, didn't I? Uh, sorry. That, that was out loud. You've yeah, got to control oops. your inner monologue at some point there. It's all bad. No, they, they have done an amazing job. I, I mean, I like it. I wouldn't buy it because I want a hard top. Yeah. But I I think it's awesome. I, I love the the concepts they introduce on these things, the mirrors on uh, the Speedster that didn't make it to production, things like that. They're they're testing out, they're trying. Yeah. You know, we'll see how that might work for future concepts, but ah, lovely, luscious. Or they keep resurrecting their uh, limited edition models from prior 911s and making a new limited edition of the whatever. And then, of course, <laughs> but, but then they turn around and are frustrated when everybody buys them up and speculates them. I'm like, guys, well, yeah. p- pick your yeah. battle here. But anyway. For sure. Yeah, okay. Another 911 version. That's like <laughs> number 450. I, I don't know. Something. It's, it is like Something version 27 like or 28 right. at this point, which is insane. There's a new Toyota Highlander, which is almost as ugly as a Lexus Maw. It's close. Mm. It's close. Mm-hmm. They're 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 getting close. I, I'm in I'm in a ranty mood. That's what the sun does to me. Uh, <laughs> did you see though the? I, I want to really want to see this car in person. The new version of the Cadillac. Which Cadillac are we talking about? The uh, the CTS. The, pardon me. The CT5 that replaces the CTS and ATS. It's one oh, car yes. replacing. Both. Well, proportions have now been figured out by people who understand what proportions should look like on a car. Well, that happens as well. But it's one car replacing two. It's going to be closer, essentially, to the three series in size. Mm-hmm. And you know, we we've said for a while, GM has got really really good chassis engineers. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. dynamics of their cars are superb. But the Cadillacs have just not landed properly against their competition. This is an attempt to rectify it, but it's still got the Alpha platform underneath it, which is a good platform. It's under the ATS, the CTS, and the current Camaro. It's under all of them. So it's a good it's Alpha a good platform. platform. Alpha? It's called Alpha. That's oh, Alpha. The, the, oh, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Not, yeah. not Romeo. Sorry, yes. Uh, yeah. Now no, I'm Alpha, following. the platform the, the Exactly. No, heat no. has shrunk my brain, apparently. Yes, it has. It's all good. Yes, uh, the Alpha yeah. platform you're just, from GM. You're still looking at photos of the Alpha Romeo Julia to try I'm, to cleanse your brain from the LM. That's what's happening. Might be. Yeah, actually, actually, what they have done, the Julio and Stelvia Quadrifoglio N-ring editions have now been limited. I find that interesting because they're deliberately limiting things, putting chalk-colored paint on them. Oh, are we all doing chalk now? It's it's a thing. Oh, good. It's now a slight variation of more gray, and yeah, it's it makes it pretty stealth, but limiting all these additions, I I, I think it makes the demand. I, I mean, people are paying attention, and product planners are planning for forty years from now when it goes across Barrett Jackson with the plastics on the seats. Woo! Yay! <laughs> that's, look, I, I that's did it. when we make the money. That's, Wait, when, that's no. when we really feel like our stuff is awesome. No. Yeah, I'm snarky tonight. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, a little bit. Well, the CT5 has a bit of a ducktail on that trunk lid. I've noticed, and I'm I'm finding the Cadillac evolutionary styling to be fussy, like BMW is being fussy with mm. their flame mm. surfacing because they've done the big bold arc and line shapes and they haven't done anything with the transitions and now we're we're finding okay little little tails on the transitions mm, okay. at All the right. rear pillar the the C pillar and little kickups and little fussy kinds of things it does actually relate to what uh, Hyundai is doing with the new 2020 Sonata because mm. they car manufacturers are now creating the lights yeah. to be a different shape in the daytime. You see it as one shape, but then at night, like the Sonata, oh, the yeah. lights actually run the length of the shut line up the hood. And so it creates a different perception. It's not just the, the signature lighting yeah. encapsulated within the because headlight. Because we all have daytime it running goes, lights now, yeah. Exo- it goes larger. And so okay. I find this interesting to be now designers paying attention to the, the daytime look of the car versus mm. the nighttime look at the car. Mm-hmm. They are very different, and Cadillac is starting to do that. It's starting mm. to creep in. So the the lighting elements, 
go in strange directions that you think, okay, in the daytime it looks kind of funny. At night, now we're designing with light, which is pretty mm, intriguing. Fair point. Fair sometimes point. Yeah, it's okay. successful, sometimes not. But to answer uh, a lot of your questions, the 2020 Sonata is pretty interesting, and I think they're they're pushing on things. It looks yeah. strange at first, but I, I want to see it in person. Mm-hmm. I'm reserving that, but. From what I'm seeing in pictures, I like what they're doing. Is it me or have a little bit of that Aston Martin, uh, I'm a bottom feeder going on in the front grill? <laughs> that wasn't complimentary. It wasn't, because I don't understand why the Vantage has that. It, Here, it's, you know, sorry, quick Aston Martin <laughs> rant, which hasn't happened oh, no. often. But, but I don't... Welcome back to your daily I, Aston Martin I rant. I don't like the look of the DB11. I never liked it. I'm not a huge However, fan. However, I admit here's I'm not a, problem. a huge fan. Here's a problem. I've seen a couple in the flesh recently, mm-hmm. or in the metal recently, mm-hmm. And after the Vantage came out, the DB11 became attractive. That's not the right way to go. <laughs> it's not the right way to go. The Vantage is not attractive we enough. We could they say the same the thing about end. BMWs and think, you know what? The 80s BMWs are awesome. We saw that. We saw a silver, gorgeous 1997 series pulling out of a parking garage by LAX, and all three of us went, <gasps> look at that. That looks great. And that's like a 20-year-old design. Just look, it just looks classy. I know. It's very interesting how that happens. It's interesting. Well, d- designers are, are pushing on lighting elements, and mm-hmm. And the Sonata has a little bit of the Honda Civic taillight thing going on in the back, a little bit, but they're pulling the surfaces out and they're they're elongating the look of the car mm-hmm. by virtue of the surface development. And, and I I want to see it. I want to see it. There's some strange things. I want to see how they're resolved and wrap around the car. But for the most part, I'm a huge fan, as you know. You are a huge fan. Speaking of the those Korean brands, the. Uh... A Hyundai Mini. I mean, the Hyundai Venue. Do you see this? <laughs> yeah. It, it looks. Yeah, it I'll, looks like I'll a go Mini. Find this. It, it, uh, and honestly, you're talking about the Countryman. They accent, they accentuated it even more by doing this the the painted white roof and the blue color. I think they I think they're almost going. Hey, look at us. We made a Mini. I think they're really leaning into it quite a bit. I'm surprised. I'm surprised that this this looks so much like a Mini and is being called an SUV because it looks. Kind of like just a mini to me. I, I imagine it's bigger than that, and it's you're right, closer to the countryman. It, it's countryman size. It's yeah. not mini. Yeah. I mean, it's got a tall proportion, and yeah. it, it's well, interesting. But now, Hyundai, both Hyundai and Kia have established things where you think, you know, you see that, and they're clearly nothing else. Let's put it that way. For for better or for worse, there's nothing else. There's influences from others still, but at the same time. They do have a they have a corporate look that's recognizable. I but we could that. walk the floor of New York or Shanghai or an auto show and point out, hey, look at what Infinity totally. you know pulled Absolutely. from Porsche over Absolutely. here, and look what they cribbed from the Corvette, and yeah. you know what I mean. You're right. No, you're right. It's but not it's like, how yeah, it's used, it. yeah. Yeah, and yeah. then can it be used? Can that element be used to promote that you know that that brand that signature? Can look? they can they wrap it into their corporate feel? Mm-hmm. I see that mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I mean, talking about that, the Kia Habanero concept, so it's based on the Nero, which I think is, you know, an interesting little CUV. It's, yeah. you know, definitely got its place. It's kind of cool. But then they're, you know, kind of pushing on that as an off-road, all-wheel drive, full electric platform. And they're getting creative. They're having fun with it. Yeah. I love that. I kind of feel like we're back to, you know, having fun in the automotive industry. And people are, you know, trying to play with stuff and push on it. Yeah, but all of the stuff they're playing with and pushing on, I feel like, is it's going to be electric. And I keep thinking, is it? <laughs> but but it's it, we'll but there. it's but it's the stuff that we get the big press off of right now because you you say something's going to be electric. Everybody goes, what what now? What is that? Yeah, so, it's going to be an yeah. eight hundred mile range. Oh no, okay. Well, but but oh, but it doesn't at this point. At this point, if you throw around big numbers and every and everyone's doing this in the industry, if you throw around big numbers related to an electric car, mm-hmm. you don't have to make them reality yet. If somebody showed up with a, a V8 in the next F-150 concept and they said it's going to have 2,000 horsepower, everybody would go, what? <laughs> but if you say that about an electric car, you way overshoot everybody else. You say the range and the power are going to be so far above everybody else, we kind of go, oh, we'll wait and see because it's electric. So maybe it'll have, I don't know, magic dust or something. I, I don't know. <laughs> it's magic jelly or something yeah. like that. Yeah, Nissan's getting a lot of mileage out of the 50th anniversary editions of both the GTR and the 370Z. Ready for a change, Nissan. We are yeah. all ready. That's awesome. 50th anniversary is great. Congratulations on the milestone. Next. When people are showing off how cool the watch is that comes with the GTR, <laughs> I think we've really lost the plot. Well, Porsche's kind of done that with this. I, I know, but, but, but it's cool because it has a matching watch. It's like, 
Let's just make it cool full stop. <laughs> anyway. Look over here. We have a watch. <laughs> Look up here. Look I, up I know what time it is. I got a watch already. Thanks. We should, do have a debate we to should, do. We should really do Jeff's car debate. All right. Before we rant further, or I rant further, but you're trying to actually be helpful. I'm just ranting. I, yes. Yeah. It, it, it's a great show. I'm trying to figure out the theme of New York, and it seems like a little bit of uh, a fun to be had rather than... You know, other shows that are just trucks. You know, the Chicago is very much truck and special edition. And, you know, Detroit is, well, it's all Detroit. And L.A. is pretty much everything. But it's kind of interesting. The Texas State Fair is where you can see all the new versions of the Texas pickups. Mm -hmm. I got it, yeah. Right. Does it come with funnel cake for each? It doesn't come with, but you can certainly get, by the way, I said come with. Anyway, it was much more Midwestern. But moving on. It is. Is Uh, End your sentences with a preposition. Exactly. Uh But you can get your funnel cake and then walk through the area where there's trucks and just get powdered (laughs) sugar and everything. It's going to be awesome. Uh, Jeff is in Illinois, and uh, and Jeff is a hypermiler, so not driving the big trucks from Texas. He is actually driving it. And here's the the interesting thing. I'm about to tell you what he's driving, and you're going to think, oh, we're solving that. No, we're not. He is driving. <laughs> We'd like to solve he, it, he Jeff. Is, he is I'd driving like to solve it. a 2018 Prius Prime, okay, and he's, which is essentially the Prius wagon. But let's be honest; it's the Prius wagon. The Prius shooting brake. Uh, <laughs> said no awesome. one ever. Said no People one People would buy it because it says Prius. Probably, yeah. How many versions do they have now? Anyway, so so Jeff has this, but but Jeff's work is specializing in catastrophic damage, such as he's an insurance adjuster specializing in catastrophic damage nationwide so it's he's kind of like the i'm gonna go this far i'm gonna go this far he is the swat team of insurance there's a problem here and we got to get specialists in do you get to wear face paint or something like something (laughs) cool (laughs) in face paint like what what i'm here anyway point the way what Uh, what do i need adjusted he's able to go nationwide he carries ladders and stuff in the back of his, his Prius Prime. He got this car specifically because he's traveling like crazy. He needs a long distance on his gas tank, and he needs to save as much money as he can on fuel when he drives around this new location solving problems, and he drives a ton when he's there. Mm-hmm. And his, mm-hmm. last, uh, his last vehicle was a Nissan Murano, and it was killing him on gas. The savings on just gas going to the Prius Prime is paying for the price of the Prius. Unbelievable. So... He's saying this is staying. Now, mm-hmm, I, I want to say real quickly, would we like this to go, Jeff? We, as people that host this show, of course we would. However, I, I do have to back your play in that you are using the Prius, in this case, to all of its strengths. You are using it... Very to, true. You are playing it toward all of the things it is best designed to do, and you're saying, I'm going to use it for those, and therefore it's working wonderfully for you. So you are not writing in... <laughs> to solve the I have a Prius problem, but you right. want something fun. You've put it in context and done it very well. It's sort of like if you have a Humvee, you're using it in battle, or you've got a <laughs> Ford F-150, you have it on your ranch, or something like that. Yeah. It's using it in context, yeah, yeah, and that's yeah. exactly what you're doing. You're right. However, he's contacting us because he's ready for a sports car again. Yes. And he would love to hear our opinions and suggestions. He's planning on taking whatever he gets to autocross events <laughs> when he's home, because mm-hmm. he's out probably half every every month so two weeks out of every month at least yeah, yeah home for two for weeks sure. gone for two weeks but it just yep. depends when his employer says you know what there's been a natural disaster somewhere you have to be here you're on the road mm-hmm. and the prius does work because he's got all of his computers and his ladders and he's got to you know yeah, yeah. climb around and and look at everything so he's got space in the prius but he wants a sports car has to have a manual transmission. And interesting, he used to drive a 1996 Mitsubishi 3000 GT base model. Mm-hmm. Never hear of this. He yeah. said, I love that car, owned it for five years, drove it all over the U.S. You probably know the U.S. roads like the back of your hand, which is amazing. Probably, yeah. All right, so he's always wanted the VR4 version of it. And he's got a friend who's selling it, selling one for around $6,000, but it needs work. He's not sure exactly how much work because it's been <laughs> sitting for two years. One of the wheels has been curbed and, you know, he's not afraid of the project, but he's not sure what, what he would get into. That entire discussion has given giving me some thoughts about really? okay. a potential different direction, Jeff, that you could go. I've got some, uh, I'll say usual suspects. You'll probably say, Paul, I saw you coming from a mile away with those suggestions. They're valid, but I've got some other suggestions for you Good. based on that. You've got uh, up to $25,000. You say, I want around $15,000, but I could bump it ten grand up to twenty five grand if he, like, if he waits a little while longer. Yeah, he, well, he, he, yes, he could, he could have that. But I, I, I am terrified of the sentence, selling needs work. 
<laughs> okay, and and selling at six thousand dollars, I, I bet you, I bet you right now, Jeff, if you bought that VR four for six grand, and we talk to you in six months, you will have more than doubled what you spent on it. I bet you money. It, it'll be a money and pit, I, but he does. He knows the car, and he knows he, he wants that. It, that's different than he, just. What about that car? And then dump a bunch of money into it. I know, it. but I mean, you bit have, of a different situation. I, I think what we're dealing with. I think that falls, at least for me, it falls into that new experience category. I realize you didn't have the VR4, but you had the '96 3000 GT. I think, I think you need a new experience out of it. And I think I don't think you spend your money there. Let's get you something else, especially because this car you're getting, since you're not home a lot, you want it to be something you can drive for fun and you can autocross a lot every time you get the chance. Mm-hmm. That also says to me it needs to run. I don't want you to be home, yeah. want to go for a drive, and oh, I can't because I've either got the Prius Prime, which I already have been in halfway across the country, or the project car. So I can't autocross. Okay, i got to okay. build that. I want to get you something that just runs. You, you say you're 5'11", you're not sure if the Miata will work. I think the Miata might work, but I want to circle back to that. I've got two or three. You also said you're open to a lightly modded FRS. I, I'm not going to fight you on that. An 86 no, chassis no. with some modifications would be great for this. But I walked away from both of those. I have a couple other ideas. Where'd you go, Paul? I told you, Jeff, about some usual suspects. I love that you've suggested the 86 Twins, something in there. I think a, a FRS BRZ would be the very light project because there's plenty of parts to go Certainly. autocross with You can with start it. going nuts, yeah. It's a huge rabbit hole, but you could stop yourself and just do light mods and mm-hmm. you know work on driver skill, which is fine. You've mentioned Miata, as Todd said. I want to talk about for twenty-five grand an M two thirty-five I, all day long okay. from right. twenty fourteen on. M two thirty-five I's, Toyota MR twos, and C four Corvettes as mm. inexpensive. I can't wait to get home and drive something that is the opposite of the Prius. Yeah, yeah, it is. It definitely is. Yeah, all of those cars are in there, and the reason that I'm going to go in this other direction is because of your ability and desire to possibly work on a car. Okay. You All mentioned right. project car, and, and it depends on the level of the project and it totally does. how yeah. far you're into it. Yep, agreed. agreed. But I'm wondering, will part of the, um, we'll say, part of the fun and the thing you look forward to is having that project to, to come home to? And I will Maybe. say, there is some therapy going on there's some cathartic you know you want to come home and work on stuff because you know you've got the weekend maybe you know for whatever reason the weather isn't permitting you to go out and autocross whatever and so i kind of am suggesting a project car but from Hmm. the standpoint of the kit cars that are suited to autocrossing we've talked about factory five but there's a a lotus super seven kit that you can get there's stalker cars that you can look at there's a, a few of them, you know, replica cars that are good for what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. And it very much depends on, do you want to build it from scratch or jump onto forums and maybe somebody's getting out of it. They've yeah, built it. It that runs like to your point. Yeah. It runs. Yeah, that's what I'm concerned They've about. They've got here. all the parts and they just want to, you know what? I just want to get rid of it. I'm Need getting out, out or I'm upgrading. Yeah. I'm going to a different direction or I'm upgrading my driver class. I'm sure, going to go to a sure, different sure. car. and. Yeah. You know, get, getting rid of something like that. If you could score something like that, that Jeff, hmm. because it is the opposite. It's 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 the extreme other direction, and that was my From where head you are space. Normal. Not, okay, all right. You know, okay, two thirty-five. I'd be great. It would. I yeah. love the car. It'd be mm-hmm. great. But what about just something totally opposite, different yeah. flavor? But to do that, you've got to be willing to take on the project part Completely, of it. Completely, yeah. And it means not being able to go in racing right now because mm-hmm. you're building your car or, like I said, maybe you can find something on forums that is built in the kit car arena that mm-hmm. is designed, it's lightweight, it's got no safety anything as far as, <laughs> you know, involvement. It doesn't, yeah. you know, traction troll off doesn't just make the holes and then a little bit bigger, it turns it off. Exactly. Or there, it doesn't exist to begin exactly with. Exactly right. Yeah, we I ripped that, that harness that. out of there, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're, we're going something that is just a, a completely unique raw flavor instead okay. of, I'm going down the highway and I'm, uh, you know, checking yeah. my phone while I do and talking totally. on the phone and meetings and... You know, it's a capsule taking you're, you to your job. It's the exact opposite of experience. I see where you go. I see but where you there's go. a balance. Yeah. How do you 
and that's the question only you can answer, Jeff, mm-hmm. and that mm-hmm. is, how do I get myself involved in that? Do I buy a C4 Corvette? It runs. I'm working on it. Yeah. It's cheap, you know, that kind of thing. Or do I spend 20 grand or spend, you know, 15 grand and I pick somebody's old, you know, Lotus Super 7 thing or... I, I like that you brought up the, C, the C4 because he mentions that... Down the line, he'd like to own a C7, which is the current mm-hmm, gen Corvette mm-hmm. that theoretically is getting replaced by the mid-engine car. You've all seen the release date. We're very, very excited too. Uh, so there, there, it's good to have that C7 kind of down along, along the lines. If he is aspirational into that, we could, you could possibly, I didn't think about this until right now, you could possibly chase the C5 Z06, which we really like, for around That's 20. interesting. That's interesting. Yeah. Because yeah, I, like, I like the C4. And if you saw our Cheap Cars episode from this past season, I like the C4. I don't know that it'd be a good autocross car. Now, you could probably turn it into one. Yeah, I like that car yeah. on sweepers. I don't think on really tight stuff it was very comfortable. But that Z5 Z06, I think, would be fun all the time. That's a good one. You mentioned, actually, Jeff, that the Z cars don't speak to you. So I'm going to respect that. You mentioned that yeah, you're not yeah, a fan of that. Yeah, that was your Because that, yeah. that's there. Uh, I I want to. I just want you to have something inexpensive that's going to run that you can hop in when you have the and chance. You're, and you you're can go. absolutely right there. But you're absolutely the, right. That has to play in. You know, so it's not. It's like, in. The, it's in there. Going some, home. You don't, and yeah, my car doesn't run. Exactly. I want to fill my wrench through the windshield. I, of course, maybe I just have low patience. But <laughs> the, anyway, so let's get you a fun autocross we're, we're obviously, fun we're, car we're combo. Drive. So yeah. I, I I think that the the Miata you need to at least get in and see if you fit because at five eleven it's going to come down to torso. Now I have the weird freakish torso of a group of us, so I don't fit in a lot of stuff, or I fit in it worse <laughs> than you guys do headroom wise. I can always time. tell because of the rearview mirror. After I get in a car, yeah. I adjust the rearview mirror, but the seat stays the same. Yeah, exactly. It's so funny. No, it's, it it happened all day today. We had three cars all day today, and it's it's you and me and Chance. Mm-hmm. And every yeah. time I got in a car, the mirror was too low. From both of you guys. It was just like, Funny. move, move, every single time. Funny. But anyway, so this I think so you need true. to try a Miata, but definitely try the third gen, the NC. They're cheap, they run, they're good autocross cars. Give that a look. Mm-hmm. If you really want to be into an interesting one on Miatas, what about an NB second gen, but a Mazda speed version? If you can That'd keep it on 05, boil. Five, six, somewhere in there. And they're, and they're around 10 grand now. You keep them on boil, that'd be a fun autocross car. You have to drive a Honda S2000. I think that might be your answer. Buy a Honda S2000 for about fifteen grand. Get an AP2 if you can, which is a second gen. That car will be a blast if you just get home and get to go down the block. It'll be a blast. But they are autocross killers. They're great at autocross. Yeah, uh, yeah, they sure, they sure. run. They're reliable. They're cheap to maintain. They have one of the best gearboxes ever. I think that may be the answer. But I still have a wild card. Do you really? I do. Bring it. If you're just shopping fun with a big percentage of autocross, that's all we're shopping for. I think the S2000 may be the answer, but if you want to go nuts, Suzuki Cappuccino. Spend seven, eight grand. Get a Suzuki Cappuccino. You're talking about a different experience than his Prius Prime. Now we're even right-hand drive. But if we're leaning toward autocross a lot... They're very cheap. They are maintainable. You're going to, have to be a little creative, but you could shop with our friends at Soto Moto in, in Seattle. That's what, where we got those K yeah. cars for our episode. Yeah, it's not Adam as crazy. Be happy to sell totally. one. It's not as crazy or as expensive as the AutoZam Gullwing doors. This car fits no one. Maybe I'm just being biased, but uh, the the Cappuccino is very similar to a Miata to drive and own, but it's smaller still. We've had people write into the podcast to talk about the fact that they autocross them and love them in autocross. It's practically because your autocross is almost an actual racetrack for something the size of a cappuccino. <laughs> so that is my wild card for you, though I think the answer is S2000. You know, that's interesting. Jeff, again, something you're going to have to weigh and talk to Adam at Sotomoto about is service and maintenance. Yes. Because, all right, you got it for seven or eight grand. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Mm-hmm. Now you've got a Suzuki cappuccino that I guarantee you most independent shops will have never heard of. This is a who now? <laughs> Maybe they will, but they won't have the ability or the desire or anything. So Possibly. Possibly. Part of ownership of that car, I think, is a relationship with a good mechanic that is willing to take that that's on. Fair. No, it's, it's a full wild card. It's a unless, full wild card. <laughs> unless that's you, Jeff. <laughs> yeah, that's possible as well. Yeah. I like your wild card. That's, that's very interesting. I just, the, the, the leaning, the big 
percentage here toward autocross is what made me really curious because it really takes out a lot of the this car needs to be normal out of the mm -hmm. equation. And the S2000 could be normal. So could the Miata. These others could be it? normal. You have to cage the cappuccino? Not for autocrossing. You don't have or to can you leave the panels on and you're you just run good. it. Yeah, autocross, yeah. Is, autocross is the Wild West compared to big track days. Yeah, know? it kind so, of is. Yeah. Jeff, thank you very much. If you've got your own story similar to Jeff or not similar, we would love to hear it. And please email us, everydaydrivertv at gmail.com, or mm -hmm. you can find the About tab up in the top right corner of the website, everydaydriver.com. There's a contact button right there under the About tab. And it's just over in the, in the real estate of the website. It's just to the right of the Adventures tab. <laughs> Which is what you really want to have. Just That's where you really want to be. Click there first. Figure out how you're going to come on the pilgrimage trip with us because yeah. we, we definitely want you there. We want you to share this experience. It's Again, I would rather put you in a Honda riding lawnmower around the ring just to have the experience. You I should. Kid. But no, but no, you would car, love it. Though. The car matters. Yeah. But, you know, the experience, the camaraderie, the dinners afterwards, and, mm -hmm. you know, flying home thinking, I just did that. Absolutely. Watching the F1 race at Spa next year and being like, I've done that corner. Yeah. Not at that speed, but I've done that <laughs> Not corner. Not at that speed and without yeah. arrow yeah. and slicks. It, but it's quite still. different, but it was still the same. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So please write to us. Thank you all for your, uh, for your emails and uh, your thoughts, your comments. Really appreciate it. I love that our community is growing, and it is growing by virtue mm -hmm. of Discord, which is the platform and forum available to patrons. Yes. So if you are a patron member, thank you. You can jump onto Discord on there. There's instructions on how to do it. Mm -hmm. And uh, our moderator is Matt. Uh, he goes by Waffleophagus on Twitter. <laughs> it's a great... It's, well. The but amount of communication that's going on there so far it's, is It's worldwide. It's really cool. And it's, 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 it's where really your good. car friends live. Totally. It's really fun. Everybody's on there almost constantly. You can find somebody on there. Yeah. And it's, it's really grown. So thank you, guys. We're going to take a quick break. We're coming back. We're often asked how we find the cars we recommend because we do a lot of research for the show. Local or nationwide, our searches start with our friends at Auto Tempest. Instead of searching each car site separately, you can enter your parameters into Auto Tempest one time and search them all at once. You can see results from Cars.com, Cars Direct, eBay, and more, or you can jump to AutoTrader and CarGurus without entering anything new. You can even search all of Craigslist nationwide. You know how hard it is to search Craigslist all at once? You can with Auto Tempest. Auto Tempest can help you find your next new or used car if there's a dozen in your neighborhood or two in the entire country. Plus, the folks at Auto Tempest actually do listen to this very podcast right along with you, and they're always looking for ways to refine the site to make it better. They already have research tools, buyer and seller guides, and are listening to what features users want. So if we give you drive homework or you're chasing your dream car or you're just looking to feed the disease, autotempest.com is the place to start. Heck, I was honored an hour ago. A ton of questions. We're astounded, mm -hmm. honestly. I, and what is cool is we found sometimes the thread dies because it is social media and it's hard to keep the thread going about a particular topic. If you want to, we would love to have you as a patron to join Discord so you can continue the thread and continue going. There's a car debate going on over at Discord is my understanding. Yeah, there's there's sure. just a category yeah. of car debate there's going, There's tons of good great. categories over there. People are debating for each other. It's, it's, it has <laughs> it's, become, it's become quite a thing. It's yeah. awesome. So there's a bunch of questions on here, though. And, and one, the Mike Jones double zero has asked for a little bit. Uh, I think some other folks have asked. So thank you for the questions about the Euro Transport Safety Council's proposal to put speed limiters on all European Union cars by 2022, which is not far away. Yeah. Volvo's already stated it's going to limit all of its vehicles to 112 miles per hour beginning in 2020, and he sent the Wall Street Journal article to us yeah, I've seen explaining a little bit more. And, yeah, it, it has to do with where the European Union is wanting to uh, build infrastructure, and, and start thinking more about infrastructure as far as, you know, what's going to happen with, with, you know, the proliferation of electric cars. Volvo's obviously jumped in because they're yeah, they going, yeah, you they know, have. some sort of electric assist, if not fully electric, for many of their models. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And I think it's a first step towards the, the thoughts around not just us driving, us humans, but autonomy mm. and all those kinds of things. It's, it's that first step kind of there, but... I still think it takes away a level of trust out of... Of course it does. Absolutely. ...all of us enthusiasts. And it, it does actually, Mike, tie into 
you know, the things that we talk about that are proliferating in cars that are all the safety features mm-hmm. that you can't defeat or it's hard to, you know, radar cruise control. Just it does, it does annoy you. It annoys all of us, but it really annoys you. You're right. But it, it's amazing how much we're trying to make each other, quote unquote, safer. And actually, we've debated before about the fact that it's kind of making us less engaged because the car is paying more attention than you are in some cases, which is not good. Yeah. This, this does tie into that. I think it's interesting. You're, you're tying it and thinking about it in terms of kind of universal infrastructure. I see, the, I see the thinking that's, there. That's where they're going. Yeah, and that's, and that's, the, that's the discussion. But I, what I also always wonder, and I know I'm picking the obvious point here, but isn't Germany a quite large, important, very influential portion of the mm-hmm. European Union? And aren't, doesn't this pretty much mean that Germans in mass are not going to buy Volvos? I mean, <laughs> haven't you pretty much as Volvo sure. just decided, well, we don't want Germans to buy these cars? Because honestly, th- this is a true thing. For a while, Germany was having a lot of trouble. That German market was a very difficult market for Tesla. Because you couldn't get a big Tesla sedan to go as fast on the Autobahn as you could if you bought an S-Class or a, mm-hmm. an Audi yeah. or a 7 Series. And so I think there is a... I mean, I realize there are not all of Germany is the Autobahn. It's actually about 40% of their freeway system. And there are plenty of people in the German government trying to kill the Autobahn uh, de-restricted, go as fast as you want zones anyway. So maybe it's all connected, but... I think that I read that and just go, all right, so Volvos aren't selling in Germany. Mm-hmm. It's you know legislation none of us like to see. I'm, I'm not thrilled with that. And the article is actually written by Dan Neal, who's excellent. He's great. He, he's yeah, phenomenal. He's yeah. a Pulitzer Prize winning, actually, automotive author, not writes for the Wall sense. Street Journal. Yeah. And uh, yeah, he's, he's got a good take, but he, he, he kind of explains and goes back and forth between Here's what you know. Rules and regulations from the political mm-hmm. side want, but you know, enthusiasts want. We want to drive our cars, and I don't love that manufacturers are now stepping in and you know limiting us. I thought the 155 was a gentleman's agreement, even though yeah. all of the big Mercedes, Audis, and BMWs can blast past that no problem. I'm going to ask a rhetorical question related to this. I'm not going to answer it because I'm just going to let all of us enthusiasts kind of <laughs> kind of just sizzle just in our own uh, thinking and just be like, no, nah, I don't know. Uh-oh. But if you take your average driver, I'm not saying a skilled driver, I'm not even saying somebody that really likes to drive that much. You take your average driver, what are they more likely to try to use in their car? Top speed or how fast can I do 0 to 60? Nobody's talking about limiting these discussions of the fact that my electric car can now do 0 to 60 in 3 seconds. That's okay. I have no business as a driver oh. handling it, but, uh-huh. but I am, I am going to limit you to, to just over 100 miles an hour. I, I, I think of all of the many electric car owners of all kinds of electric cars that aren't drivers, but are really happy to show you how fast this thing goes when I put my foot to the floor. I... Aren't we bothering the wrong thing here? I think we're. I don't think we're restricted sure. either. But there's my I rhetorical mean, question. It, it, it leads anyway. into the revenue discussion for municipalities oh. and cities, mm-hmm. and yeah, yes, that, that's something we could pontificate on. But I, I do appreciate asking, Mike. It's something that I, of course, we're not loving. I'm not loving the headline, to be honest. But I see more of it. Um, the discussion being talked about more by more car companies. Volvo just is the first to really step in. To not want to sell in Germany. Uh, ha Yup Yup <laughs> on Instagram says, Can either of us fit in the back of the Hyundai Veloster in? You know, that was the first press car we picked up on this shoot, which means it was you and me and Chance and a ridiculous <laughs> amount of gear. And all three of us, for a short time, granted, got into the Hyundai Veloster in. And Chance, uh-huh. who drew the short straw, even though he is not a short person, got in the back behind me in the passenger side. Mm-hmm. And while, mm-hmm. frankly, he did not have enough room because we had way too many people and amount of gear in the, in the car for any normal trip, he did comment right away, huh, I have headroom. So <laughs> it, it, in spite of the way it looks, it has a pretty decent amount of room in the back, much more than you're probably expecting. Cool question over here from Clint Morris on Facebook asking me do I, if I feel that learning and possibly mastering a track has parallels in learning to play a technical piece of music. Hmm, okay. I do, and I I relate it to muscle memory. Mm -hmm. And when I was in design school, it was always, we were always talking about mileage when you're you're sketching and drawing, because Mm. it develops not only your style, but, you know, how you approach your thinking. Because, essentially, the sketch is still the fastest way of getting the idea out of your head sure. in, into visibly sure, you know, working that. through it. And that's what 
not only companies and design studios want to see, that's what instructors wanted. They wanted mm. to see your thought process about how to get the things in your head out of your head and visualize that. Interesting, okay. And so to be able to do that quickly and easily, it's about the mileage and sketching. And same thing with playing a piano. It's, it's mm. muscle memory and you know, repetitive you know, fingering and mm. understanding how to, to finger a particular passage. Same thing with a track. Yeah. I do believe there are parallels despite the car you're in too mm-hmm. because you know your speeds will change the totally. car can yeah, take you know sure. hotter cars sure. can take you know things way faster but you still know the line you still know mm-hmm. you know if you're doing it the same car I'll go even further it has to do with video games too because mm-hmm. you can master a thing and you cannot shave away any more time you're mastering the video yeah. game yeah and I'm talking driving video games at this yeah, point. for but, sure. You know, you, you can't really shave any more time unless you screw up. And then, yeah. you know, I did that and I cut the corner. I was faster, but the lap didn't count. And, you know. Played some of those games, have we? Yeah, okay, yeah. <laughs> a few. Yeah, absolutely there is. But that's not a bad thing because I think that will easily translate into other tracks. And, you, you know, mm-hmm. you're now mm-hmm. learning in different ways. But say you want to learn a new piece of music. You know how things can be fingered. And, you know, for particular runs or whatever that is. And so now you've got a new piece of music. You're playing new notes, but you can easily apply things you have learned mm. to the new music. Same mm-hmm. thing with tracks. Very good. Uh, BDoll96 on Instagram says he has a, a sunshade for his car from the dealer. No idea what kind of car you have, but, but you have this sunshade that you got from the dealer. And you said to you, it seems pretty similar to the ones that, that Covercraft sells. But the one you have leaves this weird, fuzzy residue. What is? Is it backed with something like a headliner material? It leaves this weird, mm. fuzzy residue all over your car every time you use it. Does the Covercraft one do this? I'm confused as to what's on the back of your sunshade because no, the Covercraft ones don't. They're a sealed foam essentially, and I don't even know what the substance is on the co- on the cover. But they don't leave anything anywhere. They're very self-contained. Yeah. They fold up easily. So whatever problem you're having, I haven't had with that. Uh, I don't know why I'm excited about sunshades, but I just, uh, you've made me excited about it. It's crazy. Uh, B. Lou, uh, sorry, Baloo240 on Instagram said, What's more important, exterior or interior design? As the guy that owns the Lotus Elise, I have to say exterior. I'm required by law. Is that part of the contract because, of ownership? Because interior, de- and before that, I owned an FRS. And before that, I owed a uh, Subaru, a Sabaru, which was basically a 2005 Subaru, which also had no real interior design anybody could find anywhere. The last car I had with really good interior design, now that I think about it, was the 300ZX. <laughs> That's the last which car. Which is cool. It's I, I personally interior. owned with really good interior design. All right. Well, I'm, I'm going to give the answer of, you know, exterior designers are going to say, oh, it's the, the outside. And mm-hmm. the interior folks mm-hmm. are going to say, no, it's the inside because of the way we... You know, come up with the color and trim mm-hmm. and the materials and the you know how things work and it's it's like a bunch of different products. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it is. It's a whole lot of individual products all fitting together. That's that's a lot. But I'm going to give you the sappy answer and tell you that the the design comes together when there's those elements relate and you find things that oh I can see how the designers got here. That means the teams were working together. Ideally. That's a good thing. It's nice when that happens. We, we don't it? want them to be in, you know, diametrically opposed teams, <laughs> and then, you know, the interns took care of the taillights. Like, what? What? What, what, what wing the... were you in? We were building the rest of this car. Exactly. Yeah, I hear exactly. You. No, it, it's a good thing when the teams work together for sure. Ed the sled asked the question, and I think I understand what you're asking here. Do you ever slow down only by using the clutch without rev matching down, or do you always use the brakes? I think what you're saying is, I don't think. I think what you're saying is, is engine braking. Slam shifting? I, I don't think you're actually talking about downshifting and, and yeah, slamming the shift. I don't think you're talking about that. I think what you're no. talking about is essentially engine braking. Do we engine brake or do we always rev match downshift? I absolutely engine brake. I, I, there's plenty of times when I'm coming up to a light in a stick shift car and I don't downshift sure. through every gear. I just stay in a gear and I engine brake down to a certain point and then I have to take the brakes over. You don't want to beat on your clutch and be you know, slam shifting or whatever. <laughs> yeah. I, 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 but I think I follow you, Ed, and I hope that helps. Question from Stephen Mulvaney on Facebook about Audi finally bringing the RS6 Avant to the States and the love the car journalists have for wagons. What are our thoughts on the platform and how excited are we for it? I, I'm, yeah, I, I'm excited for it. I'm wondering what it will do to the perception of the Edge STs of the world. Mm. The 
performance enhancing CUVs and SUVs that were <laughs> performance enhancing performance enhancing drugs I, used on the I like CUVs. This. Yes, that's good. I, I'm wondering what that will do when, when enthusiasts now the RS6 Avant is going to be really expensive and out of the realm of most people. I I think it'll still be kind of a limited thing. But what if Audi and other manufacturers brought more reasonably priced, hot wagons over that actually drive better? They still have nearly as much space as the SUVs and SUVs. Sometimes they have more, but the the losing battle here, I fight with my wife. Because she really likes, she genuinely really likes the Porsche Panamera. But we will probably get another Cayenne and not a Macan either entirely because my wife likes to sit high. And she's not an overly short person. No. When we get no. into our Cayenne, her, we have the, the automatic seat uh, memory. Her seating position is as high as the seat goes, and mine is as low as it goes. This is just the difference in who we are. So, so she, the thing about these wagons, even if they're awesome, they're going to lose out to the average buyer purely for ride height, hmm. unfortunately. Hmm. Unfortunately. Chad Merrick has a, uh, a question. He says he's in the financial position to buy the car. I do, I'm in the financial position to buy the car I want. You don't tell us what that is, Chad, but you said you were just watching two of them on auto sites, and they both <laughs> disappeared, and now you're freaking out. Uh, Chad, they made more. They'll make more. I, I don't know which car there it was. There will be more. They made more. Uh, there will be more for sale. Please, please, I, I'm glad you're this excited about the car you're wanting, and I'm glad you have the money to do it, and you're looking well. Start on Auto Tempest. You can run everywhere on the web from them. They're big supporters of us, and they do they do a great uh, aggregating site. So start on Auto Tempest. But here's the thing: I'm going to say to you: don't don't buy the wrong one just because you're excited. Shop around. Take your time. The right one is out there. There will be more. Mm-hmm. Don't freak mm-hmm. out. Breathe. We're going to be fine. You're yeah. going to get through this. Question from Batter Up on Instagram: Who is traveling to France next summer for his wedding? Congratulations. Any suggestions on car rental companies over there? You could get something a bit sportier than the standard rental car fare. Interestingly, all of the the U.S. rental car companies have a presence over there. Mm-hmm, for sure. Which is cool. So if you've got you know loyalty or a, a, you work for a company that has a business arrangement with one of them, so all your points and your account transfers and all that totally, stuff, yeah. Yeah, which yeah. is great. I mean, we're not necessarily endorsing any particular one, but I will say, you know, browse the... Uh, the sites of some of them looked up. You can look up all of the, the big names are there. You absolutely can yeah. look at those websites, and I do recommend French cars and getting in something totally different. Get something you haven't driven. Even, yeah, totally. Even if it's a Seat, and it's you know it's sort of like the poor man's GTI, or a, mm-hmm. I find it to be pretty equivalent. I love driving that thing. It was yeah, yeah. You know, turbocharged. It was great. Pretty fast. I mean, I was hanging out at. 220 or something. It was way beyond the, the new 112. Uh, yeah, it's it's kilometers, by the way. But still, we were we were booking. Still, I was yeah. I was in the tr- the moving train. It was sweet. So I, I do recommend French cars if they have, you know, something reasonably hot. It doesn't have to be the 308 GTI or the 208 GTI, whatever mm-hmm. that is. You can get into some fun stuff and and go. France is amazing from an industrial perspective. Hmm. If you think about how much stuff they make. Okay. I mean, Airbus, and yeah, the, the, yeah. just the manufacturing is astounding to me, and they do a great job, so I, I would recommend driving something French. Performance French Absolutely. car in France, I do like that. Uh, Camp Text New York said on Instagram, uh, his everyday driver is a bicycle, a bus, or walking. He has good tra- public transit in Seattle. We like that. He's looking to spice up the weekends with an S2000. Good man. Ideally, he wants a uh, AP2, 15 to, to maybe $17,000, $20,000. He's discovering that most lenders won't make a loan for a car 10 years old or older. You're right. That is a very common thing. How do you get around this? One of two things. I have uh, done this with multiple cars. I have a relationship with a credit union in Salt Lake, and because I have been a good customer, they are willing to do this. I have to essentially show them, and of course they understand at this point I am a little bit car obsessed, that I have to show them this is the car, this is what it actually is worth. I have to give them uh, comparisons, essentially, uh, reference stuff, and then they they typically are, are willing to do that. So a good credit union, local credit unions, tend to be a little more flexible than big banks on this. If all else fails, I know Haggerty does this, mm. and I think mm. there's some others as well, but those are the, those are the two off the top of my head. 
Continuing with the French cars theme, question from Instagram, George Bacalus. Not sure if it's sold in America. It's not because it is currently French. Peugeot is not here yet, again. He is from Australia. What are our thoughts on the Renault Clio RS EDC as a really quick, fun, practical enough daily? I mean, yeah, I, I, I say yes. I mean, if that's something you're considering, obviously we have not been able to drive it yet. We have not... Uh, you know, we don't get them here in the states, but I, I think it'd be, I think it'd be great. I, what I think is pretty cool, and this ties into the next question from Ginger Bear. Trying to break the obsession with forty-five thousand dollar used Hellcat Challengers as a daily road trip <laughs> cruiser. Both of your questions are validation questions. Yeah, and we do Which get those. You know, sure. hey guys, what do you think of this? Am I am I off base? Unless it's something that is just, I don't know, like a well, I'm not going to name any cars because it'll offend whoever owns that car. But if it's something way off base that is, you know, you, you've been considering it, you've been listening to the podcast, you understand mm-hmm. how we think, and we've hopefully given you new criteria in your head to be able to go make a decision that is feeding your enthusiast desire, we say go. We say yeah. yes, try it out. I mean, you know, if there's, it's not way if there's off a base. car that you're obsessed with owning, we're not going to have a whole lot of leeway to be like, don't get to that. And you probably listen. I mean, let's be honest. Yeah. We're, all, well, we're all, honestly, once you get yourself laser focused on something you can afford that you've always wanted. I don't, let's leave cars for a minute. We're all just essentially five-year-olds with big checkbooks. Yes. I want that. I will get that. <laughs> Yay! Yes. And but, it may disappoint you, but that's the other thing we talked about, though. You can move on to something else. Try it for six months. You decide, I really didn't like this. Then you can move on. It's different than when you go to a restaurant and you sit down and you're considering two different meal options. And you think, you know what? I'm going to wait for the reaction of the server. I'm going yeah. to yeah. suggest this and see what do they think. And you're waiting for the, the initial gut reaction. And if they pause ever so much and they say, oh, no, no, that's, that's a good dish, then I'm never, ever yeah. ordering that. <laughs> but if they come back with a hearty, like, I eat that all the time. I eat that on my break. I'm, yeah. I'm not getting that That's my favorite time. thing on our menu. Then that's I'm, what you buy. I might, I might get that twice. Same thing. Well, not same thing. It's, it's different with Todd and I because we're now educating you and helping, you know. Hopefully, yeah. The, uh, again, the, the mindset, the criteria, the, the things that you bring to enthusiast driving, you're already equipped. It's not like you don't know what the two dishes are. We're, we're already equipping you. I'm, I'm making yeah. a weird parallel. I understand I, that. I, I, you're stretching it, but, I, but it's, but still, you, it's still tied together. Yeah. You kind of understand what I'm saying. We're, we're giving you more information to be able to go make those decisions. So on the Hellcat, occasional Atlanta dragway trips sprinkled in for good measure. If not a Hellcat, then what? Nothing, because if we suggest something else, you're only going to be thinking, why didn't I buy a Hellcat? <laughs> there is that possibility. That's an interesting point. Because if they're $45,000, I think you'd love it. $45,000 is getting close to the Hellcats are cheap lock your door range, too. It's getting close. <laughs> Those it's are $25,000 Hellcats yeah. when anyway. you know everybody in... High school. I just, got my, I just got my driver's license. I'm going to buy a Hellcat. I'm going to go hide. Yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> the cops will go hide. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, it's even the mountain bike fitting in the trunk. I, I think you're all out of excuses. <laughs> Send photos. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Drive the Chevy SS, though, while you're at it. I'm just going to say it. That's good. It. That's good. I like that. All right. What other questions you got on here? Uh, that's a good group for me so far. I don't know that I've got anybody else that jumped out. Granted, there are tons here. And there are a lot of you responding to other people's questions, which we appreciate as well. Hey, here's an idea. While you're uh, responding to questions, if you're listening to the podcast, you haven't rated the podcast, we greatly appreciate that. It keeps us in the top 10 automotive podcasts, and it's how other people find it. And we hear you, to all of you that are writing in and going, I just started listening to the podcast and decided to go back to the beginning. Wow, that's a commitment, but we thank you because we yes, are working yes. our way toward podcast 400. We're going to do a live recording of that podcast. I believe it's the 16th of May. So that yeah. is coming up, so keep that in mind as well. Yeah, all right. Last question for me from Bradley J. 1983. Have we ever been contacted by a dealership asking to purchase your car for an interested mm. customer? Mm. I've gotten a lot of those letters. A lot of them are just sort of, you know... Lines in the water for the sales staff. Totally. Yep. Now, Mitsubishi dealer reached out and asked to buy the Evo 9 from Bradley, stating they would pay above market. Should he entertain this, or will they likely lowball me? 
you're in the driver's seat. Literally, you're yeah, in the position, yeah, yeah. Of, position of power because you have an Evo 9. Mm-hmm. And that they claim they want. If How bad do they want it? You can yeah. keep it at arm's length and say, here's what I want to get out of it. It's reasonable. It's not just way off base. Yeah. It's reasonable if you were to get rid of the car and you know you sold it for a decent price. You can say, here's the price I want. If you're willing, it's an Evo 9. Come and get it. If you're not... Bye. Well, and I mean, you're you're already saying this, but it's but the thing I like about this is there's absolutely no downside to reaching back out to them. If you, it sounds like you've already had the splinter in your brain of I could get rid of this car. So if you're already if if you're not there yet, then it doesn't even matter. Don't even respond. But if you have the splinter in your brain of maybe I could move on, then why not call them back and be like, okay, what are you offering? Because <laughs> you have every ability to be like, okay, and the phone calls over, keep in my car. <laughs> Louis Alberta Burr III. Will we let Mercedes get away with putting two emblems within inches of each other on the front of their cars? I guess. It's it, happened forever, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah. They're already doing it, so what can we do? But well, but it, yeah. Stare yeah. and point and mutter to ourselves, right? Mutter to ourselves. Well, but it used to be because you had the, the raised emblem on the, on the hood, which is a different kind of emblem mm-hmm. than the one on the... And, and now that nobody's got raised emblems anymore, now you just end up with, we'll put one here, and we'll put one here as well. The questions are phenomenal. Thank you all. This is amazing. We could go on, but we will wrap it up for there because, uh, yeah, lots more shooting to do. Yeah. Season 5 is coming your way. I hope you get a chance to see Season 4 on Amazon Prime or Vimeo. Want your feedback. And if you would, do us a favor. Leave us a rating and review on IMDb or Amazon yes, on please. your computer, great. on your laptop or your, your desktop, because then that will appear on uh, Amazon Fire. So that'll appear yep, for sure. later on. And uh, yeah, we really appreciate it. We, wanna, we definitely are reading all your emails. Thanks for the questions. Uh, we're looking forward to next time. We're overwhelmed by what's we going on. It's awesome. There's a ton. So thank you guys immensely. Cheers. <laughs>